Welcome to the Plan Vision Podcast, where we share simple, straightforward investment and planning ideas for normal people. The description in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not construe this as personal tax, financial, or legal advice for your situation. Hey, Jason, thanks uh, for uh, connecting with me. We're going to go over a couple of things today. You did, uh, you were kind enough to do a couple of blog posts on the modified adjusted gross income. And then also how somebody can consider the, um, the ACA, the Affordable Care Act premium subsidy in light of their adjusted gross income. So I want to talk with you through that because uh, I don't know a lot about the tax code. I do my taxes, but I don't pay a lot of, ten- a lot of attention to the details on that. So I wanted to see if we could talk through the, um, the adjusted gross income, the modified adjusted gross income, and some of the factors that a kind of a standard regular type of investor or saver might come across and also how it may impact somebody that's trying to make some decisions about how they might want to handle their assets. Meaning, do they want to do some tax gain harvesting? Do they want to do a Roth conversion, for example? Do they want to take social security and how that might impact their, their modified adjusted gross income? So, with that being said, maybe where we can start on this is, can you just quickly explain what the adjusted gross income is and then compare that to the modified adjusted gross income? Sure, of course. Okay, so in tax year 2019, adjusted gross income, AGI, which we'll, we'll refer to it as AGI, mm-hmm. is actually line seven on the 2019 tax return. Okay. The API is used throughout the Internal Revenue Code uh, for a variety of different limitations, phase-outs, et cetera. But there's really not, I mean, it's, it's really close to your gross income, right? Well, the, the, the AGI, uh, it, it can be very close to your gross income, depending on how many adjustments you may or may not have. Um, so for, for purposes of where we'll start, the AGI is, as you said, our gross income, and then we adjust it. So there, there might be like pre-tax contributions to a 401k plan? Exactly. So yeah, gross income really doesn't do much in the tax code. So if we, if we start with AGI, that, that, as I said, is line seven of your tax return this year. The modified AGI is what we're going to get into to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And the, the modified AGI is your AGI after we adjust it for various items. I don't know if you can answer this question well, but does your average person have a lot of, I mean, that's just a middle-class person have a lot of modifications to their AGI if they're just raising kids and, and doing a 401k plan? Generally not. Generally, your standard run-of-the-mill taxpayer has their W-2, they might have a business, Schedule C, rental property, some dividends, interest. All those together generally are your AGI. Oh, okay. So it's people... Again, depending on the tax code, the, the reason we adjust AGI, if somebody did a Roth conversion, we have to remove that when we're looking at their eligibility to make a, a Roth contribution. 
Okay, let me let let's make sure I understand that you're saying uh, if they did a Roth conversion, is that what you just said? Yes, yeah. right. Because you can do a Roth conversion at any income level. It, it doesn't matter if you're Warren Buffett or yeah. or uh, a, a lower income wage earner. You can convert traditional IRA to a Roth at any income level. Okay. So if I do my conversion, let's say I convert $30,000 and my reportable income was, I guess my adjusted gross income was 10,000 just from, let's say I was retired. Then for the purposes of my, my modified adjusted gross income, what would it, what would it be? Would it be the 30,000? What, what, what we would take is your adjusted gross income would be all of your taxable social security, any of your yeah. taxable okay. retirement distributions, plus the Roth conversion. So, so let's use 80 grand in total. Of the 80, we're saying 30,000 is our Roth conversion. I see. So we have 50 of, of income, quote, regular income, and then this year you decided to do a Roth conversion of 30 grand. Okay. So that brings your AGI, your adjusted gross income to $80,000. Okay. So what I wanted to talk about specifically here, and this came up with a case with one, one of our clients was how does the modified adjusted gross income, how is it calculated and how does it affect somebody's ability to qualify for the ACA premium? So if, if uh, somebody wants to qualify for the ACA premium, a lot of people that have significant wealth can actually qualify for that, for the subsidy. Um, but their, their modified adjusted gross income has to be between certain levels, correct? Exactly. The modified gr adjusted gross income in order to be eligible for the ACA subsidy is between $25,000 and $65,000, depending on your, your filing status. Okay. That was an example of married filing joint. Okay. So if, I'm, if my, my modified adjusted gross income is greater than 65, I'm not eligible for the subsidy. If it's below 25, I'm not eligible for the subsidy. Correct. That, that's correct. a bona fide risk. What happens if you're below the level of 25,000? Right. So if you're below the, the level of 25,000, you're going to get uh, income assistance for your health insurance and you won't be eligible to purchase from the, I see. I see. the okay. marketplace. So in theory, a retiree that has not claimed social security, that has no pension income, that has very little income at all, they're not even eligible for a subsidy with the Alternative Care Act or the uh, Affordable Care Act, correct? That, that could be very, very true, yes. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. So one way they could potentially get that is I suppose they could claim their Social Security and that would help them get a higher modified adjusted gross income. Another way is to do a Roth conversion. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Because looking at the ACA, when we start with AGI, we do add back tax-exempt interest, 
foreign earned income exclusion and or the housing exclusion, again, if any, and the foreign housing deduction, if any. Plus, okay. now, plus we would add back the non-taxable portion of Social Security benefits if they were claiming, because the taxable portion, of course, is already in your AGI. The non-taxable portion yeah. is not, but we would add it back for modified AGI. So to finish this thought here, again, we're talking really about a focused group of people. These retirees or maybe even pre-retiree, well, I don't know, probably retirees, I guess, or pre-retirees with very low income. Mm -hmm. uh, they can use the Roth conversion potentially to their advantage to qualify for an ACA subsidy based upon the situation. How would you, can you provide a comment as well on whether or not they could use capital gains to qualify as well? Sure. Sure. Of course. So what we start with in, in this calculation for the ACA subsidy, we start with AGI adjusted gross income. Okay. So that does include capital gains, capital losses, W-2, 1099, all your income, all the income items that are in your tax return. It would include also your Roth conversion. Okay. Because a, a moment ago when I went through the add backs, you know, we take AGI and we add back certain items. The capital gains income, income from capital gains, dividend, and interest income is already in your AGI along with Roth conversion income. I see. I see. So again, I'm, I'm, I want to make sure I kind of get this here. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that it's, and I don't really know how the ACA premium or subsidy works on an annual basis. If you have to qualify for it throughout the year or if it you qualify for like at the end of the year. So if, if I have a large capital gain or a $40,000 capital gain by selling one stock in November, that would help me qualify for the subsidy. It, could I, could I pull that off? Exactly. The best plan is to do some end of year tax planning, September, October, November time yeah. to see where you're projected modified AGI will be. Yeah. Okay. And, and if you need to bump it up a little bit, then by all means, uh, thoughtfully selling. Yeah. Yeah. And, and harvesting capital gains. Again, if you're in too low of a tax bracket though, the capital gains may not be taxable. <laughs> I suppose. We're <laughs> so yeah, a lot of moving parts in this. A lot of, a lot of moving parts. But, but this is a very appropriate thing for somebody to do around September, October, November to kind of see where they're at, see what they're eligible for and see what they have available to them. Exactly. And, and I just want to throw one more um, comment out here is many things in the tax code are a phase out or a phase yeah. in such as a Roth contribution eligibility. You phase mm -hmm. it out over, over a certain amount of, of income. But the ACA subsidy, it's, we, we refer to it as a cliff. Yeah. If you're $1 over the maximum, not only do you not qualify for the subsidy, if you took the credit during the year as a reduction of your premiums, you got to pay it all back. 
it, yeah. it's not phased out. It's you go over the cliff, you're paying it all back. Okay. Okay. So you got to be, got to have a good, uh, uh, good idea what that's going to be and probably be conservative about that as you're thinking about that. All right. Yes. All right. Awesome, Jason. Thanks a lot for your time. My pleasure.